Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I am thrilled to have Fran from High on Health and High on Clear Skin here in Wonderland. And if you aren't familiar with Fran and her work, she is an angel on this earth to heal people and help people. She is so sweet, and she is working to help heal people with acne and any skin conditions that they're working with. She's really cracked the code and has amazing ebooks and so many things on her blog where she's now focusing on inspiration and general health. So definitely check out her blog, High on Health, if you struggled with acne or really for anything in your life. It's so great how the concepts she teaches really translate into anything that you're dealing with. So Like I said, through her books, her website, private coaching, Fran has developed permanent and positive changing ways to release acne for good and naturally. So I'm so excited to have her weigh in on skin and just inspiration in general, and I'm so excited to promote this positive approach to naturally healing. So thank you much for stopping by, Fran. Thank you, Katie, and, and thank you very much for that very sweet introduction as well. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So Fran is all the way in Australia right now, and um, I'm so excited to talk with you, and I have so much I want to ask, but I think I want to just zoom the lens back and start at the very beginning and have you tell your story a little bit into where you've been and kind of what brought you onto this path, especially with working with acne. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll try, I'll try and keep it short. It could be a very long story, so I'll try and wrap it up. Um, I guess a little bit of a background is my parents were really great at teaching me about natural therapies when I was younger. So our family doctor was both a Chinese herbalist and a naturopath. So we already had that sort of um, introduction from a very early age. But when it came to the actual acne, I always had very temperamental skin. So I always had that, you know, skin that broke out when I was a teenager and then um, mild acne, I guess, all through my 20s. But it wasn't until I was 28, actually, that I came out of a long-term relationship and my acne just broke out really badly, became severe. Just the first time in my life I was dealing with severe acnes. And you can imagine, recently single, woman in her late 20s, it was devastating for me at the time. Really emotionally difficult to deal with. And I tried absolutely everything. Even though I had the natural therapies background, I was so desperate to heal my skin that I tried all the conventional methods as well. And that was a really amazing education for me. And honestly, I don't think there's anything I didn't try. <laughs> I tried absolutely everything. And through that trial and error, I'd started a hobby blog at the time and I was just writing about all the things I was doing to heal my acne and people came to the blog and they were really interested in coming along for the journey with me. And the longer I studied and worked and tried things, the more I realized that acne was a very holistic thing and that the permanent solution really needed to be done naturally. Um, Conventional methods are great at healing a symptom for acne, but not for actually getting that permanent cure. So yeah, eventually I kind of cracked it. And honestly, I really do feel, I've been working in the industry now for, I guess, um, close to eight years. And I think I kind of knew what I was doing in the beginning, but now I feel it's needed several years for me to really be able to understand acne in depth and how to actually get that complete cure of it. Yeah, yeah, and there's just such a need for it, and I I think I really like what you said there about how you tried everything, and I feel like with acne especially, we hear that a lot, right? Like everybody, Mm. it's maybe more so than other conditions where everybody just, you want it gone so much, you're willing to try really kind of crazy things, you know, from if, Mm. you know, the holistic way is crazy for you or the, you know, traditional way is, is 
kind of crazy for you. People really kind of try a plethora of things. So um, uh-huh. has that been something that you've found in the people that you've worked with and that you've helped that a lot of people have tried like you everything? Oh, for sure. I have a lot of clients that I work with who've been to dermatologists and tried everything that the dermatologist has recommended and doctors as well, but they've realized it's not really working for them. That's a very common thing. And also a lot of women who come to me, even if they are trying natural things, they feel like they're uber healthy. They're doing everything right, but still they're getting the acne. Yep. Yeah. So that's, I want to get into like some of these concepts with skin and really give people some good takeaways and advice um, for sure. But I would love to stay on the um, vein of you and your experience a little bit and So you kind of got us to the present with um, what kind of got you into this um, working in this industry, but you say on your blog that this job chose you. So I would love to know when you knew that you were going to take this hobby blog and turn this into your career. Right. Um, Well, I say it chose me because working with acne, I guess, is a really unusual thing. And I still struggle with it when people ask what I do for a living. I always say, well, actually, I do a really odd thing. (laughs) Who would choose working with acne, you know? So in that respect, I say it chose me. And it was really because when I came out of it, when I was able to heal my own skin, um, I, it was such a difficult journey for me and I didn't have anyone that I could turn to. Everyone that I went to see, whether it was a natural therapist or natural practitioner or a medical doctor or, or a beautician, they just never really gave me the right advice. So it was so much hard work trying to get there. And I realized there was a real gap in that, um, there needed to be some kind of coaching or mentorship or, or someone that people could go to who actually knew a lot about this particular problem. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, you know, acne is kind of, unfortunately, it's um, it's so painful, you know, literally, and it's something that you have to see all the time and look in the mirror, and um, there's still kind of this taboo around it, and, and people don't even like to talk about it sometimes. So how did you overcome your fear of wanting to hide it and put yourself out there and want to share it? Well, I think when I was dealing with with my own acne, I never really felt comfortable, just like most women don't. I, I had the more extreme case where I felt really like I wanted to hide my skin and hide my face and Um, that's why I can really understand women who are actually dealing with that as well. Yeah, it's really emotionally difficult when you're going through it. And actually the funny thing is, I was just thinking this this morning, how I'm actually quite premenstrual at the moment and how I I understand so much about hormonal health now and how when we're premenstrual, our, our pores get really swelled up and our skin can get a bit blotchy just from the hormonal changes. And I was thinking, wow, it's just part of being a woman sometimes, (laughs) really. Yeah. Yeah. You're so connected. And that's one of the things I love about you that, um, you know, your voice and everything and the way that you present yourself is just so kind and so relatable, especially in your videos, which which I really love, which is how I found your work. But, um, you know, you're also so smart and you've done the work and you've put in the time and you understand the hormones and you understand these really scientific concepts that you're able to break down for people in such a relatable um you know understandable way and and I think that that's that's a real gift and a talent and probably you know a lot of time and effort and work on your end so yeah so I'd love to talk a little bit um kind of about the hormonal issue and um, I'm sure that'll come up when I ask you this question. So before, you know, you were saying that a lot of people come to you and they have been focused on healing in kind of a natural sense and they want to go that route and they think they're so healthy. Um, And, you know, I can relate to a lot of this too and you've worked with me. Um, But something is not right, right? You know, they're still breaking out. They still are having these issues and it's really frustrating because they're eating healthy and they're doing all of these things, but there's still some type of disconnect. So where do you start with coaching people when that is their, where, where they're at? Well, often when someone is doing everything right, so they're eating well, as you said, doing all the exercise, working on their emotional state as well, usually 
99% of the time it's a hormonal imbalance. So the first good thing for them to do is to go and get a, a hormone saliva test. That's the best thing they can do. If they book in a call with me, then usually just by having a conversation with someone, I can have a good guess at what hormone or what hormones are out. But it is a lot better to just go and get that hormone test to see exactly what hormones are causing the problem. Nice. So in that, it's really individual for each person with the hormones. Or Are there any specific supplements that you would recommend um, people to look into? Well, it's definitely unique. There are some supplements that um, can work, work across the board. So Estroblock, for example, which is the main one that I recommend that women begin with. And I recommend it because often it can just help to balance out all hormones that are out. So when we have this buildup of bad estrogens, which actually most of us do just from the environments that we live in, and not just women, men as well, then when we detox those bad estrogens out, often it leaves room for the rest of our hormones just to naturally come back into balance. So that's what I, I usually like to start women with. Nice. So um, when, when thinking about that, and again, this is very individual for people, but when it comes to food and it comes to food and acne, what are some things um, in taking care of your body internally, the things that, the, that you eat that you have found kind of help people across the board? Well, first of all, I'd like to mention I take a very uh, strong approach to moderation. I've seen so many women eating for their health and eating for their skin that have either an eating disorder or a very close to developing one. We can get extremely stressed about we're putting in, what we're putting into our body. There's so much misinformation on the internet and in the media that say this food or that food or whatever, this diet is going to give them acne. So they start to believe that these foods are going to give them acne and it creates a lot of internal stress. So first of all, moderation and sort of um, education, I guess, on my part about what foods truly do cause acne. And to be honest, not as many foods do unless you have a particular hormonal imbalance. So, for example, if you have testosterone, so androgens that are too high, which is very typical for women with chronic acne, and sometimes that's related to polycystic ovary syndrome, and sometimes that's related to insulin resistance as well in many cases. So if that's the case, it's very important to eat a low glycemic diet and to really reduce the amount of sugars and the dairy and the simple carbohydrates. So it's easy to eat gluten-free in that case as well. So they're the big ones. But again, like it's very individual and it really depends person to person and what's actually causing the acne. I love what you said about taking moderation approach because, you know, I think that's so important whether the conversation is about acne or it's about weight loss or it's about more energy or whatever it is, you know, people get really wrapped into this works for everyone and I'm going to go all out because this book told me to or some person on the internet told me to. And I think that, you know, stress is more unhealthy for your skin and anything else than anything you could eat or do. So I love that you brought that point up. Yes, it's super, super important. Yeah. I mean, we can actually create a, a condition. We can actually create the acne from believing that a particular food is going to give it to us. We're very, very powerful creators. Unfortunately, we can be much better at creating the problem than fixing the problem with our own mind. Mm, so true. Actually, um, I don't know what really brought the what made me think of this, but there's well, I guess thinking of um, how we create so much with our own mind and, and the power of our mind. But you actually give this most amazing prayer um, that's super powerful. And the last line, and I'd wonder if maybe you'd say part of it or at least um, how you found it, but I love the very last line is like, it's already done. And uh, I love mm -hmm. that because it's really true. You know, we're already healed. We just have to release all that's blocking our bodies from doing their thing. And that's something that I, I love. If you could talk about kind of the power of our mind and healing a little bit. Yeah, sure. That actual prayer, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it was... Um, shared with me by a friend of mine who I met in Peru and she um, is a healer and she works with the Akashic Records and we talked a lot together about self-love so she gave me this prayer to help to heal my own self-love and it's one of the big things that stereotypically a lot of people dealing with chronic acne have an issue with everyone really <laughs> not many people have 100% totally. abundance 
self-love but you know some people are lucky they do but stereotypically people with acne don't so much so that's where that prayer came in um and sorry i actually have it memorized so i will say it because i got it from you but it's so beautiful i might get it wrong but by divine grace, I cut, transmute, release, and let go of in my being the pattern of lack of love for the woman who inhabits me and for lack of confidence to myself. By divine grace, it is done here and now. And I love that. And it's so funny. I didn't even realize I had it memorized. But as soon as we started talking about it, I was like, I think I do know that from you, Fran. <laughs> well, your memory is way better than mine. That's all I could well, yeah, it works. Know. It works. You you have this little warning yeah. after it in your um I think it's in your ebook or one of your ebooks and you say like this prayer is powerful. It's going to work. And I was like, "Well, man, I better memorize that one." <laughs> yeah, the reason why the warning comes in is because when we have this transformation, sometimes things in our life can go a little bit upside down for a while. So, it's so powerful that it can bring in so much positive change. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. So true. Um mm-hmm. So getting back into a little bit more of the specifics with um, skin healing. So a lot of people are very, very confused on what to do topically. It's so confusing because so much mainstream society, you know, there's so many choices, right? And, you know, choices can really stress people out just in general. So can you discuss a little bit of the importance of gentle skin care and not using anything harsh? Sure. Well, the thing to remember is there are a lot of businesses out there, a lot of companies who are trying to make money. So they're very good at convincing you that their product is what you need. Your skin really needs to have a particular thing on it in order to heal. From what I've researched and from what I've I've really delved into in this work is that really the more basic our skincare routine, the more simple, the more natural, actually the better for our skin because it's really, really good at healing itself. And we have this this natural protective layer on our skin too that a lot of those products can actually destroy that. So my philosophy is nurturing our skin to allow it to do what it's so good at, and that is healing itself and looking after itself. Having said that, I think the water-only method, which some people call the caveman method, is not good either because water is very drying to the skin. So we don't actually want to dry out our skin either. So what I prefer is just using raw ingredients like the hemp seed oil, which is what I I promote the most. A jojoba oil as well is great. Um, Honey, those sorts of things. Essential oils too are really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'll just interject here too. You know, when it comes to your skin and cleansing your skin, I know for me, you know, even in the once you are in the natural or holistic world, you know, of online trying to figure out what to do. There are so many different, you know, ways to even oil cleanse your skin and different oils you can use. And, and I'll say for me, you know, I think you, for, for me, I had, I tried a bunch of them and, you know, I found that for, you know, for me, hemp oil seems to be the best thing and just works so amazing. And I, and I obviously got that from you, Fran, but, um, Mm -hmm. there's, you really have to kind of play around with it, I think, and different people, um, will say different things, but I think it's just learning to listen to your skin or learning to see what your skin likes and and you'll intuitively know. And I I think that's really powerful. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I guess, you know, since I brought up hemp oil and and I've said, I've shown this multiple times on my blog that I got it from you and that it's worked so well for me. I'd love if you, I know you have a great video on this, but I'd love if you could talk about how that's um, kind of the universal great one because I think you, I believe you said this, I'll let you speak, but um, it has a 0% comedogenic rating, is that right? And so it really can't clog your pores? Yeah, so that's a rating actually. So unfortunately they have done testing um, on animals, which I don't promote at all. Um, hopefully one day they'll start testing on humans. <laughs> um, but it's called a comedogenic rating. So certain raw ingredients have a comedogenicity, which means whether or not it actually clogs the pores. So hemp seed oil, it does not have an ability to clog the pores at all, which is why it's a zero. Nice. And it feels really great on your skin. And the other thing, I know you mentioned this too, is that since it's green in color, it's nice because it kind of combats the redness. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Some people like, I always get surprised when some people like, oh, I'm not so sure it's a little green. And I'd say, no, it's great. It hides any redness. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It really is awesome. And it can be taken internally, right? I know that's something you coached me on. 
Um, Super few internally. Really, really good. Very high in omega-3. Yeah, it's great. I love it as a salad dressing, and it's um, and if I forget, it's great to throw in a smoothie too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, the other thing, um, when people are struggling with this, and they really have kind of in their mindset the belief that acne is their fate, or it's in my genes since my parents had it, or my grandparents had it. Well, what do you say to them? I don't really feel it's so genetic. I mean, I, I have three sisters, and all of us did actually have varying degrees of acne, but my parents never did. So I don't really feel it's genetic so much, but it is, if you have acne-prone skin, that's just something that you have to. Yeah, although I do feel also that you can get to a point where you don't need to be maintaining it. You don't need to be working so hard to keep it clear. Once we have that internal balance, then we can eat those foods that before we weren't able to. We can put something on our skin before that we weren't able to, and we don't have to worry so much about getting a breakout. I love that, and that's really that's really where you want to get people with through <laughs> high end health and through your work that's that's kind of the goal of what you teach right yes that's right so getting and you know staying with this vein of of what to do with your skin so why is not touching your skin so important and why is um picking at breakouts or painful things so difficult um for us to not do and and why is it so important that we don't well, that's a bit of a loaded question, I guess, because when it comes to skin picking, it's very, there's very, um, a lot involved in that, I guess you could say. So I used to have a massive skin picking problem that started after that relationship breakup when my acne got really severe. And I didn't realize I was doing it. I'd find myself in front of the mirror for long periods of time just picking at my skin. It's kind of like I needed to look at it to sort of prove to myself that it wasn't as bad as what it was in my own mind. And I found this website, which I recommend anyone that has a skin picking problem to go and look at. It's called stoppickingonme.com. And it really changed my life. I read that that website. It's a not-for-profit group that's written that. And I thought, wow, I actually have this problem. So I was able to kick that habit just through the methods that they recommended in there. And I quickly realized that I was skin picking as a way of getting myself into the present moment. And it's often what we do when we're so overwhelmed by stress or negative emotion. We'll find ourselves like picking at that blackhead or whatever or just squeezing something out of our skin that's not even there just to really um, let all our problems just go away temporarily. There's much healthier ways to do that actually than skin picking. Can you talk about some of those healthier ways to get back to the present moment and some things that you recommend? Well, just simple things like dancing, for example. I mean, it's it's one of the reasons why a lot of men like extreme sports like rock climbing and surfing and those sort of things because it really does put you in that present moment. But as I said, just dancing in itself can be equally as effective and very easy to do at any moment. I love that. I love that. So... How is meditation and quieting the mind so crucial for um, healing acne? Well, in a lot of cases, definitely not all cases, our acne can be related to our emotional stuff. So it can be more obviously related, say, if we experience a lot of stress in our lives, it can really muck our hormones up a little bit by playing with our cortisol, which then can affect all other hormones. But it can be more indirectly if you believe in um, the relationship between our emotional state and our physical state. So typically those with acne can experience things like low self-love and feeling uncomfortable in our own skin. So step-by-step working on building more self-love can actually give us that permanent healing of our skin. And honestly, it's one of the things I personally needed to do. I needed to build on my self-love and I'm definitely not there yet at the end where I have 100% self-love but I have made significant amounts of healing and um, got to a point where I don't have to be as disciplined with my diet now my skin is not so much affected and I'm sure 100% sure it's got a lot to do with the the emotional work that I've actually done 
So you can do that in any way. Meditation doesn't necessarily have to be one of them. Um, I'm not a great meditator. I have done a lot in the past. But for me, it's a very masculine thing. It's really kind of trying to clear the mind and be present. For me, it, it seems to be a masculine way to do it. I prefer to meditate through dancing or through walking in the forest, those sorts of things, which are much more active. But there are an abundance of, of ways of, of spiritual practice of things that you can do. I love that. That's so interesting. I've never heard, um, I mean, I agree and it totally makes sense, but I've never heard of um, that masculine connection between meditation. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a David Data thing if you're familiar with, with his work. Oh, yeah, it's super interesting. I love that. So um, getting back to, well, we were always talking about the skin, I guess, but specifically talking about when somebody does have a breakout and a really painful breakout um, that, you know, sometimes they want to pick it just because they feel that'll make it go away quicker or it's on their mind because it's painful and so they think about it all the time. What is, what do you have, like, how would you coach them through that? What would you have them do to not touch it or not, or have it heals or anything specific that you would have them do either topically or internally or mentally? Well, first of all, understanding that acne doesn't have just one opening. It's kind of like a pipe. So it goes into the bloodstream as well. So if you go in there and you squeeze that pimple, then you're just putting that that food for the acne, which is the acne bacteria, back into the bloodstream. And it's likely going to pop up as a pimple in a week's time somewhere else uh, around the area that you actually did that squeezing. It's similar if you've ever had a boil. The advice is to never, ever, ever squeeze it because you don't want to send the bacteria or the infection back into the body. Um, if it's really freaking you out, if you keep looking at it, what I recommend is when you're at home, make some kind of a spot treatment with a clay. So you can mix clay with um, colloidal silver or apple cider vinegar or honey, um, essential oil, so many things you can mix the clay with, the facial clay, and then put it on the spot. You can do it whenever you're at home every day so you just don't actually see it. So when you look in the mirror, you just see this healing little spot treatment of clay. It's not going to be in your mind much easier to to stop picking it if you can't actually see it nice nice so um do you recommend putting ice or heat on something that's painful for people you know i've never tried it with ice or heat myself and it just seems like a messy thing that's only very very short term so works go for it yeah so um what about the types of breakouts, so those we were kind of talking about, like the big ones that hurt and are painful, but what about like the um, nasty blackheads, you know, that a lot of people struggle with around the nose area? What are some things to kind of heal or help those areas? Well, first of all, they might not actually be blackheads. Often on our nose, we think we have a lot of blackheads, but it's, it's very often at times just oil in the pores and you'll notice if you ever manage to squeeze it out it's gray not black for starters then there'll be a little hole and then oil will just fill up again so sometimes we just have bigger pores in the nose area if they are blackheads then often it's an internal issue that's causing the clogging of the pores so if our testosterone is too high if our progesterone is too high or if we have a liver that's toxic they're often the three reasons why we're getting this excess sebum production and then this clogging of the pores As for helping to clear them out, apart from correcting those imbalances that are in the body, that's sort of the long-term way to prevent this um, blackheads and whiteheads from forming. Externally, you can do regular exfoliation. So using like a a washcloth to exfoliate, that's my favorite way two to three times a week. Or or additionally, you can use, I really love using um, aloe vera gel, straight from the leaf preferably. It has a natural salicylic acid in it. So you can use a, actually make up a, a gel just from the leaf. You can add in something naturally antibacterial like a lavender essential oil and you can put that on the skin every night before you go to bed and that's going to help to very gently and naturally um, get the, the clogged up pores out. Nice, nice. That's super helpful. So what about, um, so when you say with the washcloth, do you just take the wet washcloth when you're like oil cleansing with the hemp oil or do you do that before the hemp oil? What's your advice there? I actually do it after. So I'll cleanse with the hemp seed oil and then I'll just get, I've got some really nice hemp and organic cotton face washes. So then I'll just wet it with warm water and just gently rub it over my face. 
If you have a lot of active inflammation, so something that you could potentially break, it's not recommended that you do it unless you can very easily go around those areas. But if you just have quad pores and none of the active inflammations, it's a great way to exfoliate the skin. And it's cheap too. You just buy them once and then you just throw them in the wash after you've used it and you just keep reusing them. Totally, totally. That's great advice. So now when you have worked with people and you've, you know, uh, they've achieved what is, what their goal was, right? You know, clear skin and they're feeling better. They're feeling better about themselves, but there's still something in their mind that there's the fear of it coming back, right? They're worried that they're going to be back to that place and they haven't quite gotten over the fear aspect. Do you have any advice for coaching people there? Yeah. Um, that sounds to me a lot of like, and I'm going to be really blunt here, but can it be uh, an issue of insecurity? So that anxiety or that worry is going to manifest itself in anything in your life. So whether it's about your skin, if you, if you just focused on, okay, let's prove that you're not actually going to have this severe acne problem again, it's just going to relocate itself and start worrying about something else. So we want to get to the core issue and we actually want to think, well, what's causing this anxiety? What's causing this worry in your life? Usually things come down to self-love and um, just building more love in your heart. Everything can kind of be brought down to that, to be honest. Mm, So good. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest takeaway I want people to kind of leave this with is, you know, Fran was able to give us so many great practical things like the hemp oil and estroblock and all of that is great. But what it really comes down to is none of this really works unless you have the self-love component and the confidence component and I think that that's something that we both just really want to want to stress for sure mm-hmm. so, yeah so awesome well I think we gave some people some really great practical insights but now I would love to get personal with you Fran and how inspiring you are as a person so are you ready for it <laughs> sure okay so what do you love most about the life and the career that you've created right now Oh, I, I love how I can, well, lots of things, actually. It's going to take me all day if I list them all, so I'll just try to list a couple. One of them I really love, I can do it anywhere in the world. That's I feel extremely blessed every day. I'm in Australia now visiting my family for two weeks, and I'm still working, so I was able to bring my work here. I'm very, very lucky with that. The other thing that's extremely rewarding is being able to connect with so many women around the world. And... Regardless of where they live, it's super interesting. First thing I ask when I have a client is, where are you in the world? It's it's beautiful having those connections. I love it. They're the two big things. I love that. Um, Something else I wanted to bring up and, and tell everybody, I think having a community when it comes to this, when it comes to dealing with this condition especially, is so important you know just somebody to hold space for you I know in my own journey of healing you know I I worked with Fran and having you know that somebody wants you to heal as much as you do and somebody's holding space for you is so Mm -hmm. important so Fran you've started a um, community for women can you talk a little bit about that yeah, sure. Well, I only just started up the community for women um, probably about six months ago. I used to work with, with everyone, men and teenagers as well, and I still do occasionally. But when I started to delve really deeply in the hormonal work, I guess about a year ago, I felt more and more strongly cool to just working with adult women because we seem to have very complicated hormonal systems. And I wanted to, to understand that hormonal system really well to be able to better understand women. So I feel really good about this path that I'm on now. Yeah. I love that. So you're just helping so many people. So I think that's awesome. Thank so you. also, um, speaking of you, what is one thing in your life that you're afraid of, but you're doing anyways? Oh, Interesting question. Well, you know, I guess I've, I've made a massive sacrifice and a huge decision to go and live um, in a small town in Peru. And a lot of things come up every now and again, like living there. You know, I'm, I only live on a tourist visa at the moment. I'm currently not a resident. I've created a life there. I have animals and and um, just a different lifestyle too where we, we don't work as much. Our number one um, primary thing that we do is work in our spirituality and work in ourselves. So a lot of fears sometimes can, can come up around that very alternative lifestyle. So constantly just checking in, 
um, and working through those in that, I guess, very different way of life is what I deal with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, for sure. It sounds nice, though. I think everybody else in the world can kind of take a cue from that. I think it would do everyone good. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm very, very lucky to be living there. Yeah. Mm, so good. So one of my favorite, um, and I just thought of this right now, but one of my favorite, speaking of Peru, um, video blogs that you've done was about stress and about having so many choices can really stress people out. Um, mm-hmm. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm someone that has a massive history of anxiety and stress in my life. I've healed a lot of it, but I realized, I guess, in the last year that I was still experiencing, at times I worry a lot, for example, I get super stressed. So when I went back to Peru about a year ago, I guess, I decided to make the to make the decision of every time I felt stressed to become aware of it. Because often we're not actually aware. We just flow through life and we don't know when these stressful moments are coming up. So I really checked in with myself. And I was able to learn all the different times that I became stressed. And I realized that choice was one of the, the biggest things I call stress in my life. And when we're living in a city, for example, and I, I do experience city life every now and again, like I'm here in Brisbane now in Australia and and I'll be going to Ubud in Bali soon. And it's, it's to me, that's a city because it's a lot bigger than where I live. We're constantly having to make these choices, even if it's just what are we going to have for breakfast, you know? Right. Uh, which route are we going to take when we're going somewhere? Which route are we going to drive? Um, so that's one of the reasons, I suppose, that I've just unconsciously created this extremely simple life in a very small town myself. It's a lot less stressful. I'm, a lot, I'm not so much in my mind there. Not so much choice. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important for people and I can just relate to that so much as soon as you said that it was like a really big paradigm shift for me of saying wow choice really freaking stresses me out and mm-hmm. just noticing and I can you know I have a lot of choice in my life that some of it's just inevitable but um but as much as I can either planning for that choice so I know okay tomorrow I'm going to do this and then that way I don't have to think about it tomorrow just can kind of be a tactic for me to feel better tomorrow, Definitely. you know? Yeah. So. And as boring as it sounds, having routine in your life is actually one way to reduce the amount of stress. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's a perfect segue because my next question, it's like my favorite question to ask people, I want to talk about your morning routine. So could you walk us through maybe like the first three or four things you do when you wake up and how that affects how the rest of your day goes? Sure. Um, Well, I allow myself, um, I have the luxury of being able to sleep in for as long as I like. (laughs) And that depends on on where I am in the world. So here in Australia, I'm actually waking up very early. So around 5.30 or 6. But generally in Peru, um, I'll sleep in a little more. And I have two cats there. I have one kitten who's about five months old and a two-year-old cat. And often I wake up and they're on my bed. So we have some special time together, my cats and I just have a little cuddle (laughs) and then I get up and the first thing I make in the morning is a a tea with um, lemon and MSM and aloe vera. So it's a really great way to just get my digestive system and my liver healthy first thing in the morning. And then this is a technique I actually learned from my time in Bali. I actually do a little offering. I, I light an incense stick, one for myself and one for each of my animals and I um, place them outside and I thank the mountains in Peru for allowing me to be in that land because I am a guest. I am a visitor there. It's not my actual country of birth. So that's what I do. And yeah, I do then check my email because otherwise it's on my mind. Mm-hmm. So I sort of get that out of the way. And then, you know, I just slowly just spend some time just watching the mountains having some quiet time I'm I live alone at the moment over there so yeah it's a very peaceful way to start the day I love that I love that so then you have your day and you go through your day but then once it's the evening and it's time for you to wind down and stop working what are the last like three or four things you do before bed and how do you relax and wind down at the end of the day um, well, I guess it differs differs often. I've actually um, made a point of making sure I, I stop working at 8.30 at night. I'm not always working all through the day, but 
sometimes I'll get some inspiration, but I've found for my stress levels, I was starting to get a little bit of adrenal fatigue. So that's one of the things I do after 8.30, I'm not allowed to, to do any work. Um, yeah, I'll do lots of different things. It's very, very quiet where I am in Pizak in Peru. There's, there's not nightlife or anything. So if I'm not visiting with a friend, if I'm at home on my own, um, I'll either watch a movie or I'll read a book or I, I do a lot of singing now. So I'll either sing, um, I've started playing the ukulele, so I might play the ukulele. Nice. No, just, just peaceful things around the home. That's awesome. That's so cool. you got to do a video of you singing and playing the ukulele. Oh, I'll need to practice my ukulele for a lot more <laughs> before I do a video on it, for sure, yeah. So cool. Um, so what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Oh, dear. I was certainly a very different person when I was 20, that's for sure. I actually don't have any regrets, and I think everything that I experienced in life, it made me who I am today. So I would just send my 20-year-old self a lot of love and let them know that the life that they're going to live is going to be amazing and to just not worry so much. That's it, I guess, just to not worry. Mm, so good. So where is your, what is your long-term vision for high-end health? Where do you see it going, your kind of vision for your brand and the business you've created? Well, High End Health is kind of taking a back seat now to High and Clear Skin. So High and Clear Skin is, is more the main website that I'm working on now. I don't really know where High End Health is going to go. I'm just allowing it to take its own course. But that's more an outlet for, um, I guess, my, my spirituality and talking about that sort of thing. High and clear skin is, is the focus on the acne. But what I would really love to do and what I'm moving towards is um, starting to educate women on um, natural fertility planning, so preventing pregnancy through natural methods. So that's what I'm starting to delve more into educating myself on. Nice. I love it. It's the with the hormones, you know. It's, it's super fascinating to me. Yeah, it's super fascinating to you and you have a mind for it, you know, you already kind of have a knack for it because it is, it is something that's very scientific and something you really have to study and know and um, yeah. it's awesome that you're going to use your your gift and your um, your knowledge to, to help people in, in additional ways. I'm, I'm down, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so uh, something else, you know, that coming up with that, I, you know, I know that my work I've done with you, something you talk about a lot is the importance of connecting with divine feminine and connecting with your feminine energy. Could, could you talk about that a little bit and why that's important and how you've found it so important in your own life? Yeah, sure. Um, funny, I was just talking with a friend about this earlier today. I was really lucky some years ago, I ended up in this share house with three women and we all met at the same yoga school, and the yoga school was a tantric school, like not the erotic tantra, but more just tantra systems, and they talk a lot about polarity and women being women and men being men, and we spent a lot of time in that house with that together for a year and a half, just really playing with our femininity and just allowing ourselves to be women by painting our nails together and dancing around the room and just, just whatever, like just dressing ourselves up to be beautiful, and then talking a lot about um, the inner femininity, so this, the idea of surrender and and um, softness. And it's been interesting to see the paths of each of us and how two of the women from that group are now teaching um, temple dance and they study in India and how they're helping other women to become feminine from the inside out. And I, it's something that I, I'm really super passionate about Um and I spent some time, I guess, in my own journey since. I spent a couple of years in Peru just really building on my femininity. And and one of the ways, really weird ways I did that, and I want to talk more about it in the future, is just by ch strangely changing what I ate. So when I went to Peru, I was very, very rigid and very strict with my diet and, and I had somewhat of an eating disorder because I was so disciplined and I got the message very soon when I got there just I kept just hearing it in my mind just saying you're being too strict you're being too strict and I tried for two years instead to just eat to build sensuality and eat to build femininity so I started drinking coffees and eating chocolate and just you know just food I thought just felt sensual and just having that that mindset when I ate it and it was an amazing journey actually and a really fun way to do it too yeah for sure so 
bringing us up to the present, is that still kind of the way you eat or did you transition it at all? Well, honestly, after two years of doing that, I realized I swung too far the other way. <laughs> so while I was really enjoying myself and my skin was fine and I was, I was, you know, overall quite healthy because also I was doing so much work on myself over there and all different things, um, I realized that I wasn't practicing enough moderation. So I needed to bring some of the healthy principles of eating back in. You know, I was just having things like I started getting colds and um, dry skin and that kind of thing. So now I, I – still put beautiful um, vibrations and messages into my food while I'm eating it, just really enjoying the process, but eat more healthy foods now. Not so much chocolate, just a little bit less. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, now I want to wrap up with you with some quick fire questions. So just say like the first thing that comes to your mind, the first couple things. Right. Okay, cool. So favorite time of day? Oh, the morning, definitely. Me too. I totally agree. Mornings are magical. Favorite day of the week? Sunday. Me too. Favorite way to relax after a long day? Oh, just sleeping, really. <laughs> yeah. So um, favorite beauty ritual? Oh, just love like a bath and a mask, you know, some kind of homemade mask. Nice. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite way to exercise? Walking, for sure. Me too. What um, You've traveled to so many places. What is your favorite place that you've traveled to? Oh, the place I live, Pisac in Peru. Oh, so nice. Um, what, I'd love to know, actually, before I ask you another question, how did you come about finding Peru and staying there? Deciding well... That? It's a bit of a weird story because I was I was actually looking for a new place to live. I knew Australia didn't fit with me anymore and I never would have thought Peru, ever. I actually went online to buy a ticket to Hawaii but um, left with a ticket to Peru. It was kind of weird. It was like, just happened. Um, a friend had advised I go though, so I think it was in my mind. And then I got to Cusco in Peru and it just didn't feel right and I was a bit depressed. I thought, oh, I said I'd be here two months. I'm just going to do my time and then leave. Why am I here? Blah, blah, blah. And then after a week of being in Cusco, I, I went into the Sacred Valley and in Pisac and on the drive there, it just felt like driving home, more home than I've ever felt in Australia. And within an hour of being in Pisac, I had this group of people around me that felt like family. It was all just extremely magical. And then I just couldn't leave. The first time I stayed seven months before I left, I I just, every time I tried to buy a ticket to leave, I just, I just couldn't. I just loved it so much and still do love it so much. That soul story gives me chills. I, I just can't stop smiling hearing you talk about it. It's yeah, amazing. a lot of people say the same thing too. They don't know why they turned up there and they also couldn't leave. It's kind of famous, Pizak. It's like drags people in and then they can't get out in a oh good way. Oh my gosh, I want to come visit. You'll have That's to. Amazing. Wow. So cool. Okay, a couple more questions. Um, what is your favorite snack? Chocolate. <laughs> I'm very chocolate obsessed. <laughs> what is your favorite vegetable? Oh, I like all of them. I can't even choose a favorite. <laughs> well, how about favorite fruit then? A mango. I love mangoes. What is the best meal you've eaten recently? Oh, you know what? I made in Peru with a friend, I made this like stewed tomato-y thing with mashed potatoes and it was like so comforting for the soul. We were just both like, oh, <laughs> super, super, super comforting. I loved that. Mm, I want to come over and eat that and be in Peru with you. <laughs> yeah, next amazing. fire, we'll put the fire on, it'll be beautiful. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, um, we can do face masks and it'll be yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, what superhero power would you have if you could have one for a day? Oh, I'd like to fly. That'd be really fun. Yeah, it'd be really great. You could get home quicker. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe t like teleporting. Is that what, what do you call it? When you can just like yeah. be in a set? That yeah. would definitely be nice too. Yeah. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, I'd have to think about that one for a lot longer. I just don't know. You think about oh, yeah. it. No, actually there is. No? Like I've some past life regression and this is like my higher self telling me advice every single time I experienced under hypnosis looking back on a past life I always said the same thing and that was 
why did you make such a big deal about so many small things in that life? And that goes with worry less. Yeah. Mm, so I kind good. of rolled it myself. Yeah. Yeah. So good. What is your favorite book? Oh, I, I really can't think of a favorite. Oh, Love Poems from God. That's definitely my favorite book. Nice. What about a favorite movie? Mm, I like The Matrix. That might be a favorite movie. And favorite song? Mm, uh, I'm going to have to pass on that one. Well, if you think of one, you let me know. Okay, I will. <laughs> okay, so the very last question I have for you is a big one. So as you know, the name of my blog and the name of this podcast is The Wellness Wonderland, right? So when I offer that term to you, to live in a wellness wonderland, what does that mean to you? Oh, I love it. I, I find it like this open source of creativity. So wonderland to me is like a dream. So it's like, what are you going to create in this wellness wonderland? I think it's beautiful. I love it. So good. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. And I'm so excited that we were able to have a great talk and give everybody some really practical takeaways for their skin and just leave them inspired. And I think the the biggest message to take away from everything, you know, there's the self-love and the actual practical things of what to do, but really just worry less about all of it. And I think that's a big thing. Anything else that you want to say, Fran? No, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. I had so much fun today. Thank you. Yay. Okay, well, tell everybody um, where they can find you. I'll have all the links below, but um, it's your website and um, the private coaching that you do. Are you still taking clients for that? Yeah, definitely. And anyone who's on this side of the world, in Australia, around in Indonesia, in the next month, it's a really great time to book in because I'll be on this side of the world. But I am still doing consultations from globally as well. So I can definitely fit you in. If you find, if you go to my website, High on Clear Skin, which is the main one now, and you want to book in with me and you find that there's no times, just send me an email and I'll, I'll be able to fit you in for sure at a time zone that suits both of us. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Fran, and thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook. So we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.